0: welcome back to ps i like it raw on this episode we're going to be talking all things mental health but most importantly how to protect your mental health and i'm super excited i'm super pumped and thankful to have my friend who i went to school a long long time ago alexia palmieri Woo!
1: really excited to have you here thank you for taking the time out of your day to be here with us just wanted to let you guys know that today will be our last episode for season one but don't worry guys we'll be back in january for season two we have a lot of things planned out we're really really excited for that and yeah you want to introduce yourself
2: awesome yeah first of all i want to thank you guys so much for having me um disclosure this is my first time ever doing a podcast interview like somebody interviewing me so I'm a little nervous, but I'm also really excited to share this. Like, it's a really important conversation to me. And so I'm like, where do I start? But I guess I'll go back to like my first experiences with mental health and kind of like what led me down this avenue of becoming an advocate for mental health. So um, ever since I can remember, actually, I've dealt with really close family members and friends who have had mental health issues. So my dad being one of them, growing up like you don't really realize like what mental health is when you're like a young kid or teenager, but just yeah. seeing, um, my dad would go through these times where, um, he would get into these really low dips and he'd literally sometimes be in his room for days on end. And like, I didn't know why I'm like, why is this happening? And I remember just me like going into his room and talking to him and being like, I'm here for you, dad. Like, if there's anything you want to talk about, like, and this is like me as a young kid, but I didn't really know what I was doing and I didn't really know what he was dealing with. So flash forward to my very first relationship and I was dating somebody, this was in grade nine. And at the beginning, I didn't know that he was dealing with any mental health issues, but what ended up coming out in the next couple of months of us dating was that he was so depressed and bipolar and suicidal so being somebody who's in grade nine so young like this is when i was really introduced to like okay this is what like mental health is like this is what like a mental health illness is and um it was really hard because nobody knew in, in his life i was the only person that knew and i remember it was a it was a hard relationship and definitely toxic because I felt like it was a secret I had to hold onto because he was Mm -hmm. basically saying like, I'm suicidal, I'm depressed, um, but you can't tell anybody or this relationship is over. And so I was just like, this young girl, like, what do I do? And everything, I would try to help him so much, be like, please, like, get better. Like, I'm here for you. Like, don't do anything. And I remember it got to this point where I didn't know what to do, that I went to talk to a guidance counselor at my high school about the situation. And they took it so seriously that they called in his parents and the whole family got involved and they found out. And as hard as that was to do, that was probably the pivotal moment for me in realizing like, I actually helped save his life because after that he was on the road to getting better, like getting the help that he needed and then i realized like okay this this is something like somebody actually getting the help they need when they're feeling this way can actually save somebody's life so after that like i just became more aware of people around me like friends family that i just saw like wow lots of people are dealing with this in some way like whether it be anxiety whether it be depression it's a spectrum like not everybody might be as severe as that ex-boyfriend that I had, David, was. Some people are a a a little bit less, but it's still really relevant. We all know somebody who's dealing with something. So then flash forward to me, um, I've never really dealt with severe mental health until the past two years ago. So I went through a really, not to get into too much detail, but a really tough situation with my family. And at that same time, I had a huge eczema flare up. So. I was dealing with eczema that literally covered my entire body. Like you can't see it now, but I was like, gosh, it was red, bleeding, cracked Like the worst skin ailment you can imagine, like impacting me, like during the worst time of my life with my family. And that for me is like, when I hit my lowest point and I realized like, where do I go from here? Like there'd be nice. Like I was literally just to be as vulnerable as possible with you guys. Like literally just be like crying at night. Like suffering. It was, it was a really tough time. And I was so used to taking care of everybody else. That's just like the role that I took on in my life is like, Oh, my parents need me. Like I gotta be there for them. Like, um, my friends need me like a hundred percent. I'm there, but I never knew how to take care of myself. And so this was the game changer for me is like, okay, now I'm dealing with something. What do I do? So, Basically, flash forward to about eight months ago, like it took everything in me, but I was living in a, a toxic environment basically. That was, I didn't realize was contributing to my eczema. But once I left that environment, which was hard to do, my skin cleared up like straight up, like within one week. Wow. I tried everything diet, prescriptions, so many different things, and my skin cleared up. And then I was like, okay. So my stress level went down since leaving the environment, and that just goes to show the stress and emotional link that it has on your body. And then since COVID started, I actually went to start seeing a therapist, and just like it reaffirmed like how much I think talking about our problems and really dealing with it head on is important for healing. So that's kind of like, I just went like through like my life story in like a short time, but that's basically what led me to now wanting to help other people who are suffering in any kind of way to know that they're not alone, that help is out there and exists and that healing is possible because I've seen it in my life through family, friends and myself. So That's basically my story.
1: (laughs) Wow! And I just feel like now that everyone is basically going through this pandemic and I feel like everyone is stuck thinking and reflecting about their lives and a lot of people are getting depressed and feeling every emotion that when, when you're working all the time and you're always on the go, you never have really time to think. But now I feel like a lot of people that have this time to think and reflect on their lives and past trauma that they didn't think that would affect them as much as is happening right now to everyone, that people I feel like now that everyone's speaking, that it's safe to people to talk about this, right? And I feel like before it was like embarrassing. You shouldn't feel any negative thoughts, like you shouldn't be feeling certain ways. But I feel like now that the gener, I feel like now this generation or right now that people are making it seem like it's okay to feel and feel any type of emotion. What do you guys think?
0: Isn't agree, it true? Yeah. No, I agree too, and I think it's so important to like be aware that you know, this is something that's so common, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I was just, like, going through my notes, and it's crazy because, like, some can H statistics that I found for this is, like, in any given year, one in five Canadians experience a mental illness or addiction problem. That's one in five. One in five. So one of us here would have a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. So I think that's astounding, and I think, yeah, like, why can't we talk about it more? Why is there that big stigma that, like, it's frowned upon? Or even, like, going, like, Alexia was saying, like, going to see a therapist like why is that so frowned upon you know what i mean like why can't we uplift and like share that more as opposed to being embarrassed and ashamed
1: remember about a year ago or a little bit more than a year ago i was really really into smoking weed i would like smoke every night before i go to bed um it just made me feel better i don't know like it just made me feel good like you know it made me sleepy like i did what i had to do and then one day i'm like okay let me just stop smoking because i'm getting too like hooked on this and i don't want to rely on it um, then a few days later after i stopped smoking i started feeling like this weird feeling i started experiencing like an anxiety attack and i never knew what it was because obviously like i'm like never experienced this before so i couldn't fall asleep i felt anxious like i couldn't like function and i i felt like if i fall asleep i'm gonna die like it was this weird 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 feeling i went upstairs to my mom like mom Mommy, like, you need to take me to the hospital right now. I'm like, I'm going to die if you do not take me to the hospital. And she was, like, looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with me? I'm like, like, you need to take me right now. Like, I felt, like, the whole car ride to the hospital, I felt so anxious. Like, I felt like, like, I'm going to die. Like, I literally thought in my head, I'm going to die. And we went to the hospital. Like, they gave me, like, I don't know what they gave me they gave me something to make me feel more relaxed i can't remember what they gave me but after like the doctor like did all these testings on me they're like you're okay you're fine you probably experienced an anxiety attack they're like "All you have to do like next time just your breathing they said working out helps um they said that you need to focus on your breathing working out they're like maybe you need to take more vitamins and yeah, like that's my experience with anxiety attack. It's like the worst feeling I've ever experienced in my life. I pray that no one ever experienced this. But yeah, that's like one of the worst experience I've experienced before. I felt like death was coming to me and it was just this weird, weird thing that like I hope I've never experienced again. And I hope that no one ever experiences. But yeah, like that's one of the like the deepest, hardest things that ever, ever happened to me. Um, how about
3: you guys like do you guys have any stories that you guys could share well I feel like there is some sort of like benefits to like a really low amount of anxiety and stress like there's obviously it gets worse if it becomes distressful because there are limits there is an amount of percentage like if you have anxiety within you it can be motivational To like let's say like I have an assignment do at 12 like sometimes I'll get anxious but it'll motivate me to do the assignment sure. so there's also like like there's also like I think levels to it so I feel like like once it becomes a severe level where it's affecting your daily activities and your your life that's when you know okay there's something deeper and it's becoming much more severe like for me so I had like there's two situations that I had during COVID so one was I had a COVID scare so someone in my life was tested positive and I was in contact with them. So that caused me like obviously anxiety. I'm like, I don't want to bring it to my home and bring it to my mom and bring it to like everyone in my house. So like waiting for those results was like a really like ain't, like huge anxiety on over me because right. I'm like, scared. And like, of course, when I get tested, they told me that the results now come in Five to seven days when everyone else is getting in two to three days so now I'm like okay now I have to wait five to seven days be stressed in my freaking room isolated <laughs> Not, like stressing like hoping to god I don't have it and but then no I couldn't go to work or nothing and people were telling me like other people who got tested because this one guy who had the covid situation like was in contact with a lot of people that I knew so a lot of people were updating me saying they were positive and I'm like oh shit like I'm not getting good news. So everything was getting worse and worse and worse. Like everyone's getting positive, positive, positive. I'm like, oh my God. Like I'm scared. Like my results gonna be positive, even though I wasn't fully first contact with him, but it was enough where I could have got it. But then thank God I didn't get it. So then that was like a huge weight off my shoulders. But then recently, more recently, um, I started real, like one day, like on a random Sunday, I started feeling like, like a weird vibe, like off. And like, usually I, I work out five times a week. I'm very active. Like I don't, do anything. Like I'm, I'm pretty responsible with school. Like I don't cause myself to like get too stressed like overwhelmed with like assignments and stuff. So I knew whatever I was feeling wasn't based off personal life or like work or school or work. So I was just confused why I was feeling off one day. And then ever since that day, every... St- single day after that, it got worse and worse. And I started feeling literally like literal anxiety, like in the background, it wasn't too bad at first. It was just kind of like in the background, I was just confused why I was like anxious, like what I was anxious over. And I was like reflecting I'm like, what has changed in my life? Like nothing, I'm single, no guy, no like stress, like (laughs) whatever, like it's not that serious. So I'm just like sitting there like, what's like, why am I so anxious like all of a sudden? And then it started building worse and worse every day to the point where I couldn't get out of bed. And I was like, literally like I had restless leg syndrome. I couldn't stop moving my legs. So it's when, like, you're sleeping and, like, like, you can't stop moving. Like, your legs won't stop moving. Like, you just have to, like, rub your legs against each other. Like, it's almost like a coping mechanism that I was going through. When I would feel the anxiety is super loud, I would just, like, rub my legs together in my bed. And, like, because I couldn't sleep because it was so loud. Like, it was, like, so loud where I'm, like, oh, my God, I hate it. So I started crying. And then, like, every night it got worse and worse to the point where I couldn't sleep at all like I wouldn't I wasn't sleeping I would cry to my mom because my mom isn't really educated on what anxiety is because like she's from an older generation so like when I was explaining to her what it is she didn't really understand it so I was like kind of explaining I tried to explain to her as much as I could I'm like it's just it's just like a like overwhelming feeling like a stress feeling so she was really focused on the fact that like what's stressing me I'm like I literally would tell you if something was stressing me because she was yeah. thinking that I was hiding something from her like that I didn't want to tell her but I'm like I literally don't have like a like an emotional physical stress that's like causing this feeling it got so loud to the point where like i was literally couldn't get out of bed didn't eat like i didn't eat for like days in my room sleeping like i couldn't even sleep i was just laying there like feeling the loud feeling it was just so loud I i try to go to work to distract myself because people would tell me like just try to go to your normal routine like don't don't like like go in it and like kind of be in it yeah, like so much, yeah. So I tried to go to work. I went to work. It was so loud. I had to leave work. I was like, I can't be here right now. Like I don't feel well. I feel like I'm gonna faint and die.
0: Yeah, it's around my birthday.
3: So on my birthday it was my birthday was the worst day for me. Like I felt like I wasn't fully present. I was like, I just felt like I couldn't. Leave. Like it was so loud. I've never experienced anxiety to that level. Like I honestly never experienced it to that point so then i was like really trying to figure out like a way like i held on to my faith like that's the only thing i can turn to because i was like if it's nothing in my life that's literally causing me this anxiety like is it like a spiritual attack for me like i like i was literally going to any because like for me it was giving me more anxiety knowing that i wasn't getting rid of it because if i knew the cause of if i knew it was school or a guy or like something i would be able to like kind of know it's going to end soon so the fact that i didn't have a reason it was like, okay, when is it going to end then? Because like, I don't have a reason. And then I felt like I was stressing over the fact that it wasn't leaving. So it was just like all this huge cycle. And then my, my friend's mom is a nurse. So I went to her house and she was telling me how sometimes when you're low, like when you're low in vitamins, it can cause anxiety. Yeah. So then I started reflecting on my diet. I'm like, do I, do I eat like enough vitamins, vitamin C, magnesium in my diet? I was like, I don't think so. So because I, I w- like, I work out. So like, I try to eat a lot of like high protein, high carbs, like kind of like healthier on like healthier stuff, but I don't really focus on like the vitamins that I need. So then I was like, okay, maybe that's affecting me. Maybe like I'm low in like vitamin C, magnesium and shit. So I went and bought vitamins and like magnesium and stuff. And like, I started taking it and then I did start noticing like myself get more, like it, it leave less. Yeah. It did help a little bit. Like it did help. It took away the severe, like this really severe anxiety where I couldn't move. So I, I could get back into my regular routine. My appetite started coming back because when, when I was really bad, I would start vomiting, like yakking. I couldn't I couldn't eat like I literally was so bad. Yeah, I, would, I couldn't sleep without my mom. Like I literally had to have like the comfort of my mom or else I would literally not sleep. Like it was so bad. I didn't even sleep. I would just lay there all night, like just lay there and like be in the feeling. And it was like s- the worst feeling ever. It was like really bad. But then it finally left and I was like, thank God. Like, I literally just held on to my faith, did the vitamins, like, because that was the only thing that could really explain it. So I, I think it was the vitamins. Like, I do think that because, like, that's the only thing that can really explain it for me because, like, the, the, everything else in my life was pretty much fine. May- she was also telling me that maybe subconsciously I think everything was fine but like maybe the pandemic got to me yeah. without me noticing because like obviously like I'm used to a routine like going to school or going to the gym instead of working out at home and like or just being at home all the time was like causing me stress I didn't notice yeah. mm-hmm. but all in all I feel like it was the vitamins for for the most part for me but it's I don't know how I, I literally like I don't know how people can deal with that every day because like that was way too much for me like it was way too much i cannot like could it lasted like two weeks it was a it was a good amount of like time like that was dealing with it so at least now i'm good i'm healthy i'm going back yeah so i'm trying to figure out like ways to like do more self-care like working out like obviously is one thing because like endorphins but <laughs> but um i can't think like i guess like i can start like doing little activities and like i try like i'm more focusing on my faith if anything yeah. and just sticking on to that but like besides that i just try to continue working out every day for, like my mind and my body take some, new time. take some new time focus on my faith like make that a priority vitamin and vitamins
0: sure. <laughs> vitamin c <laughs> thank you,
2: wow. have you for sharing that yeah, yeah have you experienced
0: anything mental health related or it doesn't have to be through COVID, but just in general so far
4: um i think i experienced it the most when i was like in my mid slash late teens Um, I feel like I went through like a traumatic experience when I was 17 years old. So I think that really took a toll on me because I don't know, I feel like I always had like some form of like anxiety in the background and that's why I started smoking weed when I was 15, 16. So that kind of helped me cope with it. So I wasn't really thinking about like anxiety in that sense because I was already like coping with it in some way. So when I was 17, I went through a traumatic experience. I feel like I was so young that it kind of put me in a place where I didn't know how to handle it Mm -hmm. so it put me in such a deep like depression and I'm a kind of person who doesn't like being vulnerable Mm -hmm. towards other people so I deal with it on my own Mm -hmm. like by myself so that's kind of like what happened with me in terms of that it just I wasn't feeling any type of like motivation at all like I didn't feel there was nothing in my life at the time being that young that was fulfilling For me, that I I wasn't getting happiness really straight on from anywhere, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't providing it myself, so it put me in, like, a deep place, and to where I was looking for it in other people to Mm -hmm. provide me that happiness, which is why I got in a relationship and basically why I was more focused on, like, my relationships with other people instead of Mm -hmm. focusing on myself because I wasn't able to provide anything for myself. Mm -hmm. So... Basically, I wasn't allowing myself to heal from it. I was more suppressing it. Mm -hmm. So because I was suppressing it and getting it from other people as more of the distraction from dealing with it, it always kind of lingered and it always kind of stayed with me. Even like to this day, I still go through it like depression every um, month. Because for some reason, like it was, it's usually like before like my period and before like my menstrual cycle, you go through like your home, your hormones go like everywhere in general when you PMS. So for me, what I go through is that it puts me in such a deep depression, like right before my period, I get super, super depressed. I get very, like it's literally feels like nothing's happening. Mm. Like basically, it just feels like nothing's happening. Nothing's kind of rendering. I have no motivation for anything. So that's kind of like what I go through every month, it feels like.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, like you said, with like coping with like doing drugs or like doing something just to like make you feel happy. Like that's like the temporary happiness. Because then yeah. eventually you're gonna be alone and without the drugs and you're like, okay, hey, what the hell? Like you're, Now you're dealing with your emotions, right? Yeah. And I feel like sometimes that happens to a lot of us that a lot of people get like into drugs or um, getting into relationships, thinking that that's gonna satisfy them by, getting yeah. love from someone or feeling like wanted instead of like loving yourself. And I feel like a lot of people, even as kids, they never teach us, Hey, focus on loving yourself. They're always teaching you how to find your Prince charming, how to yeah. fall in love with someone, how it's never about fall in love with yourself. yourself. It's yeah. always about all the princesses. It's all about the Prince. It's never about the princess loving themselves and vice versa. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like all our lives, it's all about like your parents, like when are you going to get married? When are you going to do It's not all about like, how when are, how you're going to fall in love with yourself and I feel yeah. like everyone's so focused on falling in love with others instead of focusing on loving yourself and I think as kids they've been putting that in our brain about like all these things instead of focusing on self-love and mm-hmm. I've been doing this with my daughter about like affirmations about herself saying that she's beautiful um, every time before she goes to school i like I'm smart I'm beautiful I am kind I'm a good friend just so that all these negative thoughts that kids sometimes tell each other like hey you're ugly or won't we'll get to her because I feel like having confidence at such a young age and saying nice things to yourself is so important and it'll help you when you're older yeah. to have that confident and you know I feel like like I feel like kids like you know like I don't no know, I, I, I feel you I feel you and I feel like I don't know Spanish like a lot of our parents are like very it's like not yeah negative but no like it's, the it's the
0: immigrant it's the like, immigrant culture yeah
1: that they all they do is say negative things to us like you're this you're that you're lazy you're, you're,
0: you're not me. helping out you're this help.
1: it's just like always negative 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 and then you're you start feel, believing it, and then you start like act you know i don't know I yeah say, like when you live in a spanish household i don't know if it's just spanish but like i know a lot of people
0: like, yeah Lexi's like like <laughs> <laughs> she's like nodding her head like i know what you mean
1: that, yeah like, it's just, like, as kids, like, they engrave all these negative things about yourself that you eventually start believing it. And it's sad to say that as ch- as a kid, that starts affecting us as we're adults. And even though we don't, like, think it's trauma, but
0: it is trauma. Yeah, you believe the lie. You believe the lie that you're told, right? And it's 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 so hard. I was just going to, like, um, before we move on, I think we've all shared. I just want to share my experience with it. And I love that. And, and Priscilla <laughs> you crying almost made me cry so let's hope i don't cry um, Girl, i cried okay. with almost every episode um, but i think it's <laughs> honestly it's it's and i say this all the time alexia like i literally wear my heart on my sleeve and this is my this is my thing um like we sh- i shared with you alexia just the how my mental health really affected me since my dad's passing like yes i was young i was only like 12 13 um, but i think like when you grieve someone, you definitely go through the motions and I think it stays with you. Um, It has its highs and lows, but um, more recently, um, my anxiety, my depression got to the worst it's been in a very long time was when I got robbed almost at gunpoint last year and I was like parking my car and I remember like I never, like you know when people say like never linger in your car, just like as a woman, unfortunately, like we can't do a lot of things at night, right? So like I was going into like my building like where I live and I saw these two guys just like chilling on their bikes wearing all black but like you know I'm a, I am have a bad bitch mentality so I'm like it's okay like I, I'm safe like whatever no one's gonna touch me and um, I never linger in my car and for this reason for some odd reason I didn't call my mom that I was on my way from my boyfriend's house and I went home I was chilling in my car and my old car when you unlock it from the outside you can open it and, like, I got my cell phone, and I was gonna about to text my boyfriend, like, hey, I'm home safe. And these two guys with full-on masks, gloves, and everything opened my car, and were like, give us your stuff. And you know how people say you're either fight or flight? Yeah. Girl, I was flight. <laughs> I, like, I was bawling my eyes out. Like, I was crying like a baby needing milk. Like, I was so emotional. Like, I just kept crying, like, please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. And I'm a woman of faith, right? And I was just like... God, like, please help me right here and then. Like, I know you're real. So please, like, Holy Spirit, come upon me right now, right? So I just kept crying, crying, crying. And the guys were, like, grabbing my hand. And I tried to, like... Uh, yeah, it was so traumatic. And I tried t- turning on my car alarm because we live on the first floor. So I thought my mom's gonna look out the window because we're nosy AF. So I'm like, if I turn on the alarm, my mom's gonna be like, who the freak at like 10 o'clock at night is put- turning on their alarm or something. And they're like, what are you doing? Like, we have a gun, don't do anything stupid. And like, I'm pulling them away from me. And I'm not like, I thought to myself, if I give them my phone, my car keys, my wallet, everything, they're gonna take me in my car and throw me in a ditch somewhere. And I didn't want that or they're going to break me, God forbid. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept saying no. And by the grace of God, they ran off. Wow. So I had to call the cops. I did a report and I was like working downtown. So the next morning, like I didn't sleep. My boyfriend and his like old roommate came. My, my sisters came and everything. And I'm like, Okay, and I remember guys, I'll never forget the police officers were like, do you need help? Like fight, like not financially, sorry, but like psych- like, psychologically, like like, mentally, do you need anything. And we have services that you can go to. We have things that we can, no, nope, I'm, okay. I'm gonna be okay. I'm, I'm okay. And like, I didn't sleep for like for a month or two, I didn't sleep at all. And I went to work the next day and I cried to my boss and my boss was like, go home. And like my boss had an event and I wrote a speech for him and everything, right? And then the next Monday, like the next following week, they acted like if nothing happened. And I acted like nothing happened. I laughed about it to my friends from church because I had a baby shower the next day or that Sunday happened like on a Thursday or Friday and I had a shower on the Sunday. So like, I, I knew that I didn't want to dwell on it. I was ashamed. I was bothered. I was scared. So I didn't talk about it with anyone, but like my like close circle, like my boyfriend, I didn't even tell Priscilla until recently. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah. So then after like a year, like fast forward to a year, I like, I had such bad anxiety. My boyfriend, I couldn't, I couldn't go into my building without someone watching me go in. And if it was too late at night, I would just stay with my boyfriend. I would stay with my friends. I would tell my mom to pick me up. Like it was so bad, like so, so bad. And it got to a point where I had a mental breakdown and I thought someone was coming into my house. So I, like my mom was camping, I was home alone. I told my boyfriend, like, you have to come over. Like, you have to stay the night. Like, you you, you can't leave me. Mm -hmm. And I then reached out to my church and they provided me with like counselors. And like, I've been going to therapy ever since because my anxiety is still not okay. Fast forward to last week when there was a shooting at my building, four people got shot and one kid died. So like, it's not safe where I live, unfortunately. And I'm hopefully in the process of moving out potentially on my own but like it's like I was moving forward with the counseling and then my anxiety my stress the shooting that occurred like just brought it like 10 times worse so that's where I'm at I'm still struggling with it I don't like going to you know I I, darkness is not like you know hello darkness my old friend like hell no like it's not my friend um so yeah like that's pretty much where I'm at right now and I'm hoping that By doing this episode, we could raise more awareness and make it more of, like, a normal conversation to have with your friends and family. Because I regret so much not reaching out to, like, my family, not reaching out to Priscilla, our close friends, to, like, tell them, like, I need help. Like, I need to talk to someone. Like, I wish I would have done it sooner. And it's never too late.
1: Like, I feel like this is a conversation that people are starting to be more open. A lot of celebrities have been opening, saying that they do therapy, that it helps them.
0: There's even songs, like, I'm not okay like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Like, (laughs) like, seriously, like, they're saying it, they're singing it out for people. And they're singing it out loud, right? Like, so Alexa, like, what are some things that you can share with us that have helped you? Or what are some things that our listeners can can do to really like, protect their mental health during this, like such like unprecedented time that everyone keeps saying?
2: Right? Oh, my God. Okay, first of all, I just want to say to you guys, thank you so much for sharing everything that you did. Because I literally heard myself and so many of mm. your stories. It's crazy how like when you hear people sharing about mental health, you can actually like relate to people and like exactly what they've gone through. So thanks for sharing that and being so vulnerable. Um, with the question that you just asked with, I guess, what we can do to preserve and help our mental health during this time. Like, I think that right now, it's crazy because I'm hearing so many people saying the same thing where it's like, anxiety is coming up for them right now, just how um, it was shared before, like, for even no reason, like people are feeling some type of way. So I think the first thing that's important, and this is something that my therapist taught me, is to stop resisting it when it happens. Because I think sometimes the more you try to like, be like, there's something wrong with me, I'm not normal, what's going on? you're making your anxiety and you're making that situation harder on yourself rather than kind of being like, I'm okay. I'm safe. Nothing is actually physically happening around me. Right. Like I accept what I'm feeling and I'm going to move forward in the best way that I can. Like, it's just, I think, like you said before, affirmations are really important during that time. And during this time in general to know, like it's normal and you're not the only one, because I think that, during this time, a lot of us have felt really alone or lonely and, like, scared. We're all confused about, like, what's going to happen, what our future looks like. But the crazy thing is that, like, literally all around the world, we're all in this together, like, what's happening right now. And when you remind yourself of that during this time, like, every single one of us is going through this together, it helps you feel less alone. Like, that's something that I've been doing. Another thing, too, is you hear it a lot because a lot of people are talking about it now, but actually writing down and journaling three things that you're grateful for every single day, as simple as it is, like that's been a huge thing for me because especially when it was like lockdown, lockdown, and we couldn't really do much, I was feeling all kinds of things. And like, especially with everything that happened with my family two years ago, that stuff was coming up for me and what gave me perspective. And I think what really helps other people I've referred it to as well is to just journal, write down what you're feeling first thing in the morning and get everything out on pen and paper. Like it can be as like raw as you want, get that all out and then write down three things that you're grateful for. And it can be really simple. Like even just being like, I'm alive today and I woke up Mm -hmm. and I think it's a good way to start your day and it's a good reminder for yourself. So that's one thing for sure. And And then also
1: like it's good to reflect like when you like a week later you'll be like oh this is how I felt and like it's good to reflect yeah. on your thoughts and sometimes it's better to say it out loud because there's sometimes like you're kind of scared to like say things out loud and talk to yourself like I tend to do that a lot like I like to talk to myself um I like to look myself in the mirror sometimes just to say things to myself like it sounds yeah. kind of crazy but I feel like it's important to like write like you said, journal, affirmations, like focus on talking to yourself and saying everything's going to be okay. And it's, yeah. it's fine to feel any type of emotion, negative, positive, whatever, just write it down. And I feel like that's a really good tip to do.
2: Yeah. Like, cause the most, the most suffering, like you just said, like comes from when everything's just all up in our mind. Like when we're keeping it all inside, like we have no outlet, we have no space to put that feeling or the negative thoughts or whatever it is we're feeling but the best thing you can do is actually like get it out somehow. And so like some, it's different for everybody. Like some people it is writing other people, it's meditation, other people it's working out. But I think that it's important to find your peace. I think that's another big thing is like, what brings you the most peace in your life and do more of that, like make it a priority. I think that quarantine has been a blessing in a way because it's taught us like, we're so used to being on a grind and go, go, go. And now it's like, oh shit, like we have to all slow down. What does this mean? And if you can find something, an outlet that brings you peace, just do more of that. And for me, it became yoga. For me, it became, I never used to work out before, but I have been starting to move my body and that's been huge. And so whatever it might be for you, cooking, I love that too. Like that really just like gets (laughs) me out of my thoughts. Like just making a whole bunch of recipes, like that helps. But the last thing I'll say is I genuinely do believe in the power of talking to somebody like a therapist because i was always like in this belief that okay maybe you don't have to talk to a therapist until you're literally like super depressed right but every single person can benefit from talking to a therapist whether you have a severe problem or not because there's always something that we're dealing with in life like we're human we're going through things yeah. constantly and it's not until you talk to somebody else that you realize like how much quicker you can cope and heal from things that you might be dealing with so I think like I'm a big person like I recommend like a therapist to anybody and that's actually like through this whole experience and like everything that I've gone through I realized like that's the path I want to pursue so I went into journalism and Sarah knows this because we were at the same school for one point but um I've taken like a different route now and I want to help people so that's like another reason why I've become an advocate is I want to actually become a psychotherapist and be able to help people deal with these kind of things so those would be my tips but I'd I'd love hearing yours too and how you guys have been like coping with these times Uh,
0: I was just gonna say I think like what you said like spot on um like talking to people journaling all that stuff Mm -hmm. um I think what's super important too is um like For example, I know people like you guys just here in the room, like we all experience it. I know other people who experience it, but personally, like my love language, and we've talked about this on other episodes is quality time. So when I check in on my friends and my family members, even if it's just like bringing them a cup of coffee or bringing them like Timbits or something and asking them like, Hey, like let's do something. Let's go for a walk. Let's talk about how you've been feeling. Like, what can I do? Or even if they don't want to walk and just like sit next to you and watch like something to distract them. Like, I like being that person that people can come to but like also know your limits so like if everyone like Alexa you were saying your family your friends everyone was going to you same with me everyone comes to me and it got to a point where I just like I had a like I broke down I'm like everyone is coming to me and I don't have like that opportunity to let out like what I'm going through personally and mentally
2: right so boundaries like setting boundaries right
0: I was going to say, yeah, like, so setting, like, healthy boundaries with your friends, like, mm-hmm. my mom knows, my boyfriend knows, like, when I say, like, I'm having a me day, mm-hmm. like, like, don't talk to me. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean? if it's, yeah. like, me with roller, like, with my face mask or my, like, you know, like, taking some time, like, putting on my humidifier and just, like, friggin just reading or being by myself, meditating, praying, like, listening to worship music, like, don't bother me. Like, setting those healthy boundaries is going to, I think, help you in the long run because if you don't you're always going to be that person that people look to like you're like don't always be a yes person right like set those boundaries because it is so vital for your mental health i think
1: and i feel like removing toxic people even if they're family members, even if it's friends, even if it's your, like, whoever is toxic that keeps bringing you these negative energy, these negative vibes, I feel like you should cut them off and be selfish because, like, sometimes people, like, like, there's some people with parents, let's, for instance, they're very negative and they're just giving you all these anxiety and you're like, only because they're your parent doesn't mean you shouldn't cut them off. Like, if they're causing you this much stress and this much anxiety, unfortunately, like, you just have to be selfish sometimes and remove whoever is bringing these negative energy and sometimes like being someone's go-to is kind of stressing because then you start like stressing over their stuff and you're like you know what this is too much for me and I love you and all but you need to see like like actual help like see a therapist or see someone that are is meant for this but for me like bring someone else's like like pain yeah, and stuff it's other
3: stress can cause, cause you anxiety yeah cause you stressing
1: Like I can imagine with you, with your ex-boyfriend, him causing you this much stress, like him thinking, oh, my God, what happens if he kills himself? What happens if he does this? And it's just like having all these stuff in your in your mind and just stressing yourself out can be very, very like toxic for yourself. And I feel like removing toxic people and just talking to yourself, like, "Okay, who are the people that are actually there for me? Who are the people that bring positive energy who are the people that actually giving me negative energy and start removing them slowly because sometimes it sucks but you have to be selfish yeah and i feel like being selfish is the the most important thing for yourself and i feel like quarantine or whatever like during this time is helping everyone realize that that it's time to be selfish and focus on yourself
3: okay yeah so i've been smoking weed since i was like consistently i'm gonna say since i was 18 like I would smoke before that, but like not all the time. But then like I used to smoke literally all the time from like 18 to 23, 24, 25. So now, basically, but then recently, I decided to just cut it off completely, completely out of my life. Not because I think it it did anything bad. Because like, when you smoke weed, and like you're used to it, you don't think it's having a negative impact on you because you're so used to the feeling like your body's already used to the high. Right. You already kind of know what you're doing. Like, for me, like I never had like, It was also mostly like a social thing for me, like me and my friend, me and my best friend will smoke, go out, eat, laugh, 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 have stupid conversations and just like have fun. But then I realized lately I've been having like really bad highs, which I find weird because like if I'm so used to it, like why am I getting these weird experiences with it? So like, and that happened around the same time that I started getting the the really bad anxiety. So I'm like, okay, let me just cut this shit off. Like I'm just going to remove it out of my life. Like I'm done with it. It's over. And I feel like sometimes you need to cut off things. You might not think it's bad in the moment. Like you might not think it's having a negative impact in the moment. Like I didn't. I didn't cut it off because I was. It was doing something bad to me. I just cut it off because I was reflecting, thinking, okay, let me just like cut off these things that may be doing something to me that I don't even know. So I just completely cut it off and started like not going to it so much. Depending and, on yeah, depending on it so much because like it's. I don't. I don't consider myself addicted. I not I wouldn't consider myself addicted to it, but I did go to it a lot. Like it was just something I would do for leisure. Yeah, or like just for leisure. Like, whenever I'm bored, like, you know, some people just like drink a glass of wine and yeah. just like whatever. I would just do it every time I was bored. And like, we'll just smoke and just like, that would be our hangout. Like, our every hangout with my friend would be based around smoking. So we will be like, let's smoke and eat. Let's smoke and watch a movie. Let's smoke and this, you know what I mean? So like, I started thinking like, okay, you know what? Like, maybe this habit isn't a healthy habit. Like, it's not, I think, I don't think, there's obviously pros to weed, like for like people who are going through like, Some anxiety helps them, C B D oil, all that shit. Mm -hmm. But like for me, I feel like I've been doing it for years. Like maybe it's doing like a negative impact on me. Yeah, I mean it's time to wrap it up, kind of and now I feel so much better. Like I feel like I get things more done. I'm have more of a clearer state of mind. I could sleep now without depending on weed. Like I used to literally smoke before I used to go to bed because I couldn't sleep. So and like I feel like I'm more awake now, more aware like and i used and i thought it would affect my eating because i used to go to weed to like open up my hunger more too like sometimes because my eating appetite isn't as like it's like eh so like sometimes i won't be that hungry so i'd smoke to open up my hunger Mm-hmm. so now I feel like even my eating has been like back to normal like I don't feel like I need it to like eat I don't need it to sleep so I feel like even like taking time to reflect in your own life what you're what you're holding on to things that even if you don't think they're bad habits they could be bad habits and they could have negative impacts on you yeah. so even like going back and like reflecting on your life what you've done or what you're doing and like things that aren't bringing anything good or or anything at all why do it kind of thing yeah. so like I, that's why I felt with weed I'm like hey, let me just cut this shit off it's not really doing anything for me yeah. if anything it's just like making me more lazy most times (laughs) so so like
0: i was just gonna ask like are there some services that you recommend for people like i know diana's mentioning things that helped her like removing you know weed from her like you know uh, her weed intake i was saying setting boundaries like but are there some tangible things that you recommend to our listeners
2: like are you talking more in like places that people can go yeah like
0: some places like that they can go to physically over zoom or anything like that because like i know my church provides counselors like there are prayer counselors and then like psychologists that you can go to but is there anything that like you highly recommend
2: to be honest just to be completely transparent um that's what i'm actually trying to look for more of because i don't really know that's, a th- yeah. that's something that i think is really important i don't really think there's too many groups or things available specifically to like as tangible things to help with coping with anxiety that and I
0: sad really that there like there isn't a lot more like that we can access so quickly
2: exactly and like obviously there's the conversation two people say we're like therapy is expensive right like it's not affordable for everybody and it's hard um there was a website and I can definitely you guys can put it in the description I'll send it to you later I forget the name of it but it's accessible therapy so it's cheaper for people like it's like, half the price or lower. So that'd be a good thing for people who might find they can't afford it. But I would also just say, like, it's not really a place you can go. But one thing that helps me is, like, there's this book, and I think that I recommend it to everybody, because it was a game changer for me. But it's called Codependent No More. Um, mm-hmm. That book was, like, an absolute game changer. And I think that every single person should read it. Like, I recommend it to everybody, because It like every single thing you guys shared, like I, there's like parts of that within the book. Like it's something that everybody goes through like codependency and that's kind of like going off of what was just shared about like the weed, like finding ways to, to cope with what we're dealing with and being codependent on certain people, things, places, experiences. And it kind of teaches you actually how to fully take control of your own life and not live in a codependent way. So that'd be Mm -hmm. something that I recommend.
0: Yeah, because I was gonna say like even like I've had to had I've had to have candid conversations with my bosses about like men- my mental health and like thankfully my work offers like benefits that go towards like a therapist, a psychologist, a psychiatrist. Like all these services are available to us, but I don't know if that's like for everyone. So I think you should definitely see like what your workplace does provide for you when it comes to mental health. Yeah, and I feel like reading like self love books even people like self-care oh, self-care, self-care books self-love whatever book yeah. those
1: kind of books are called people think like <laughs> it's the things that they write there is kind of like for you like common sense like oh like it's basically common sense but I feel like those things make you rethink about your life and be like oh damn like I should be doing this or like maybe I'm this type of person maybe I should try to change things or like it gives you things that are kind of common sense like people will say like you're reading basically things that you should kind of know but I feel like those books help you reflect on your own lives and I feel like you mentioning reading I think reading is so important. Like before I hated reading. Like I, I was not at school. I was not the type to like, Oh, I love to read. like, no, like I was like, I like, hated it. But once I started like COVID made me want to read and I started getting into reading and I started getting all these like self love books. And I feel like those things help a lot. Like, cause I don't know, reading someone else's like perspective and reading their experience, you're like, Oh crap, like, there's a lot of people in this world that experience this. So reading. And I think what
0: else should help other people? I think if like we we can come up with a list, but I think um you have to see what's available in your community. Like even looking on like 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 the city, like seeing stuff and talking to people who you know are open to listening to what's going on and going with them, even if that's that's like group therapy group therapy or seeing if there's some like. You know sessions that you can get over zoom for the time being or go to like your local church to see what's going on because i know my church we're super candid about mental health anxiety Mm -hmm. depression and like i said like my church provides like sessions for people to go to whether that's through prayer or speaking to a professional so just if you're candid about it to people who you trust and are open for sure they'll help you in whichever way they possibly can yeah so basically what we
1: basically said is either get a therapist yeah <laughs> um talk about it with someone that you're close with um find hobbies that maybe going to gym reading um yeah maybe having some girls nights, whatever yeah uh, and
0: that's basically it for this yeah is it is there anything you want to add before we close this episode alexia
2: um i just want to say like thank you guys so much for allowing me to be part of this conversation i think it's one that is so empowering that we can all share so vulnerably and I love that you guys are doing this like you have an initiative where you're getting girls together and you guys are talking about things that matter like this is what we need more of in the world and
1: we're trying like, girl. this is our therapy I think like, yeah it is I feel like once we start this podcast like me basically ex- not exposing myself but kind of like being vulnerable and like telling everyone my business is kind of like oh a relief like oh okay I said this and I said that. And it's just like, I don't it's know. It's helped
0: you mentally. This is like meant like a good
1: therapy for me.
0: <laughs> like this is a- just a bunch of girlfriends hanging out and shooting the shit, <laughs> honestly. It's amazing. Well, it's so well amazing. thank you so much. Thank you. You're beautiful and kind like always. I'll never forget you and just you taking the time to, to, yeah. to talk about this important conversation, especially during COVID.
2: Thank you guys so much. It was so nice being part of this all of you.
0: I know. We appreciate you. And thank you so much, guys, for listening. Yes, thanks so much for listening. (laughs) (laughs) I don't (laughs) want this to end, but we have to. So thanks so much for listening to PS. I I like it, it raw. raw.